from digitiki.com. This must be the entertainment. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I shall perform, and you will enjoy. I need a volunteer from the audience. How about you, sir? You look like a man of imagination and daring. I think he means me, Chief. A man who is not afraid to face the terrors of the unknown. I think he means you, Chief. Welcome to the Quiet Village. Welcome back for another visit here at the Quiet Village. I'm your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from digitiki.com, broadcasting from deep within the dark recesses of the Quiet Village. And I've got my, it's not actually a Mai Tai, but I've got a Leilani Volcano in a Bally High mug and uh, got it right here and I am ready to go. Now, I had a completely different show figured. I was just going to play some music that I'd found and whatnot. And I got to talking with um, one of the listeners, George Ballandran, who has started sending me some tunes. And I have to say, it really piqued my curiosity because we are going to do this show based on the tunes he sent me. Um, and it, it's uh, it's st- something I did not know that much about. So I have to say, so I had him come on. So he is on with me. Aloha, George. Guten Tag, Mr. Digitiki. There you go. You. I'm good. Guten Tag. We're going to be doing, we're going to be doing German Hawaiian music. This is a lot of music in in the um, mid 20th century that was released in Germany. German artists, German bands, and it's Hawaiian music. And it's something I have to say I didn't know that much about. And George sent me a lot of them, so I was actually like. Thank you for sending those because I was actually discovering quite a lot that I hadn't heard. Yeah, me, me too. I, I just felt that on a weird rabbit hole of this uh, German Hawaiian music concept. And the more I dug up, the more fascinated I became with it. And, and there's not much information available that I could find. I don't speak fluent German, so I couldn't find very much information about it. But your your background is German, right? Yes, my mother is from Bavaria. So you found a lot of tunes I didn't know about. I mean, I actually went back and looked at some of the artists that I had, and I realized that I had um, Kalikis are from, um, they're Dutch. Right. Of course, there's the Swedish. There's a few Swedish artists. Of course, now we have Ixtawele and Bo Axelsson from Sweden. But um, And some of the musicians are Swiss. Some of them are Austrian. Some are from the Netherlands. But uh, a lot of this music, although recorded by artists from those different countries, this music was released in Germany. So it seems to have been a very popular style of music from the 1930s up to what I can see is from to the 1980s. Yes. And one of the things that really got me was what, what got the Hawaiian craze? I know in America during the mid-century, it was kind of that trifecta of Hawaii becoming a state. There, there is that aspect of servicemen coming back from Hawaii. There's, um, there's kind of that Cold War escapism, 
you know, uh, which, you know, we're kind of doing that now. Everybody's kind of escaping back into their tiki bars, which I think is great. But it's kind of weird to think of, of Germany, which, you know, colder climate, the Alps and all that stuff. You don't really think Hawaii. Um, it's interesting. I think it's fascinating. I do, too. Germany had a colony in um, Samoa. And, um, and, and you're saying we're familiar with the American fascination with Hawaii and its zenith was Hawaii becoming the 50th state. And Germany had a fascination also. And, and I, I could only speculate on my part. But as far as I can see, the popularity of the music started with the De Bloom of Hawaii, an operetta that was composed by uh, a German of Jewish ancestry. And the music seems to have gone out of style in the 1940s, of course, when World War II was occurring. And then it seems to have regained uh, its popularity in the 1950s. And I can only speculate that this was because these people in Germany that were living in this cold climate and had endured the war, they probably wanted a little bit of escapism in their lives too, because you could only imagine that Germany laid in the ruins and, and their economy also. The economy uh, got back in shape. The German people got back on their feet and they had some good music to listen to that was wine themed. And there was a lot of it. It seems to have continued through the 1960s and the 1970s and then finally dried up in the 1980s. And I don't know if it's a correlation or just just went out of style. But, you know, remember the Berlin Wall fell in November of 1989. And after that. I haven't seen very much or significant amount of Hawaiian music, at least from Germany since. Well, it, you know, it also mirrors the kind of the thing that Sven Kirsten calls tiki devolution, which started in the 70s. And by the time the 80s was around, tiki was just way out of vogue and considered, you know, cheesy which is why I like it. I like the cheese factor, but uh, you know, it, it, I'm sure that mirrored other places around the world. But you know, I guess you're right. You know, th- thinking about what you just said, it makes perfect sense. After the war, Germany was kind of brought back into the fold of of Europe and everything. So they actually had, um, you know, they would have been able to travel. And what better place to go than some sun drenched island somewhere? Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. So, yes, we're talking about Bloomba, I guess that's how you say it, Bloomba von Hawaii. Something like that. I'm definitely not fluent in German. <laughs> but Neither am I. I'm really good at murdering languages. The Bloomba so. von Hawaii, it was, uh, it was written by Paul Abraham and released, it premiered in 1931. Yes, and from what I understand, it was, it was a three-act... Uh, musical or operetta or whatever, and it uh, it seems to center around the American occupation in the 19th century of Hawaii, which is kind of interesting, considering when it was coming out in the 30s. Um, and, you know, you look at Wikipedia, you can find it on Wikipedia, it says the third act takes place in a Chinese bar in Monte Carlo, which I think is fascinating. So, actually, let's 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 roll it. Let's do what we both kind of think was one of the kernels of the beginning of the Hawaii um, music craze, Bloom of on Hawaii, which is called the flower of Hawaii. That's what it translates into. And here is a live recording that I managed to find of the 
the title song, which is very cool. That song there, the title track, is the the melody and everything. It sounds Hawaiian, but it also has a lot of longing in it. I don't know how to say it, but Bloomba von Hawaii, 1931. That recording is not from 1931 because it was much newer. Um, but let's go on. Let's, let's just do a set. I'm going to let you pick some out, and uh, we're going to do a set now of German mid-century Hawaiian music right here on The Quiet Village.
Okay, there you have it. That set uh, started off with uh, one of the band's uh, the track was called West of Samoa by Dai Samoa Serenaders from the album Hawaii from 1967 from Germany. D, 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 D Samoa. sorry. D Samoa Serenaders. And in the middle of that set, the second track was called, um, was called Okole Maluna, which actually was My Little Grass Shack. I'm sure you recognize that medley from D Guitaros from their album La Mer de Hawaii. Actually, actually not an album. It was a single from 1964. You can actually find that on Spotify. And that last track you heard was called Olaki Laki from the Kaloa Hawaiians. And that's from a German compilation called Song of Hawaii. Yeah, D Guitaros oh. changed the name, later changed their name to Lust guitars, I think, or something oh. along those lines. I okay. thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's just so little information. Like in the liner notes of these records, there's there's really not much information. Huh. Well, you know, it, it's true. Back then in, in the 50s and 60s, there wasn't a lot of info in the liner notes. I mean, they would spend, some of them, they'd spend, you know, a whole gatefold showing you how they mic'd the band. But they wouldn't tell you much about where the band came from and who was in the band. <laughs> so you one one of my favorites is uh, is this album right here. His name was Alfred Alfred Artmeyer, and I just love the uh, the sound of this record, just the way it's recorded and the way he combines Hawaiian themes with German instrumentation. And the man was apparently, you know, he was a musician and a professional broadcaster. When, I don't remember when this record came out. I, I have it written down somewhere. And I think I sent you the information to 
Perlin der Südsee. I believe means Pearl of the South Sea. Pearl of the South Seas, yeah. I I managed to find out it, it came out in 66, or at least that's what I... Uh, sounds, about, or not. sounds about right. His name was Alfred, Alfred Artmeyer, but I guess that sounded a little too ethnic, so he tried to jazz it up and change the name to Fred. <laughs> Fred Artmeyer, und Sina Hawaiian Bond. And Sina. Sina. So, see, I need your help. See, Sina Hawaiian Bond. I'm trying to do well, it without You know, what's interesting is that the Germans pronounce their W's as a V, so they usually pronounce Hawaii correctly. You they, know? they do it correctly, yeah. <laughs> okay, so why don't we... Actually, let's just do a twofer. We're going to do two tracks from uh, this Fred Artemir album, Perlin der Südsee, from 1966, which is Pearl of the South Sea. So here's two tracks from that album.
I like that one because it's got it's it's almost got like a 1930s feel with that little chick, 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 chick. it's it's really it funny it does and fred artmeyer see i think that this album is what really was the catalyst for me to fall down this weird rabbit hole because fred was born in 1925 which would have made him old enough to remember world war ii and he probably lived through it so i just in my mind i started thinking uh what were these people going through what were they experiencing what attracted them to this hawaiian style of music and, and, and like I said, if you lived through World War II in Germany, you probably need a little bit of escapism in your life. Oh, I can only imagine. Must have I helped can... that. Yeah. And and the covers on those are great, too. That's a beautiful cover. Uh, it really is. Yeah. there's a. I have a few more in the works. They're traveling over from Germany, and they take quite a while to get here. But I've got four more albums, and one of them is a beautiful cover. It's a, it's a double album, and the model is uh, topless. Oh, nice. Those are always the best kinds of covers. <laughs> <laughs> this one right here, unfortunately, the vinyl's pretty beat up, so I don't even know if it's usable for your show. Aloha Ohe? Is that how you say that? I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, Germans have a few different variations in how to spell that. Sometimes it's O with a, a dash over the E, Aloha, Aloha, Aloha dash. Oh, just O-E. It's mm-hmm. uh, different. And this one right here, there's a lot of singing on this album, but there's a few good instrumentals on this one. I don't know if you've heard this one yet. No. This one, I, I just love just about all the tracks on this one. And what's interesting is, once again, although this was a German album, there's an artist named Rudy. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I'll try. Rudy. Wairata. And he was, I believe, from the Netherlands. I believe he was born in Indonesia, moved to the Netherlands, and became a very popular Hawaiian music artist. And that is Truman von der Sudzi? Is that how you'd say? Truman von der Sudzi? Truman? Truman. Truman von der Sudzi. I believe that would be Dream of the South Sea. That's a beautiful cover. Isn't it, though? I love this one. Disappeared in, uh, I think, a few different variations, but the music inside is great. I've become a big fan of Rudy Wairata. Okay. It also features some songs um, by a man named Simon Krop from Sein Hawaii Orchestra. And the background singers are the Ping Pongs, which I believe were (laughs) a group group of about three or four women from uh, the city of Berlin. The ping pongs. <laughs> Why not, right? You got a better name? No, I think that's a great name. All right, let's let's listen to. Uh, well, actually, let's let's listen to a couple tracks from this album because there's different artists on it. So this is we're gonna do a little mini set here from the album Trauman von der Sudsee. Sudsee. I hope I said that right.
Südsee, über silberblaue Meer, ist das Ziel für meine Sehnsucht, weil ich dort glücklich bin. Eine Reise in die Südsee, wo uns zärtlich küsst der Wind. Jeder Stern für uns nur leuchtet, wo wir zu Hause sind. Eine Insel fällt im Meer, ich hab sie oft im Traum gesehen. Dort möchte ich mit dir am weißen Strand der Palmen stehen. Eine Reise in die Südsee macht ein Schiff nur für uns zwei und es wird die schönste Reise, die Liebe ist dabei. cats are still around i don't know i know I, I know that mr fred is gone are you playing any music from werner muller yes yes that i forgot all about that album yes that's a great one i'm not real familiar with that one but that it's, artist also passed away in 1998 he he also was born in 1920 which would have made him old enough to possibly have fought in the war. I don't know if he did or not, but he's also, he's a conductor and a classical music composer. That guy was accomplished. Really? I didn't know that. I do have that Hawaiian swing record, which I believe is from 63, and that's, it's it's fun. So, yeah, let's go ahead and do one from that. Here is, let's do Hawaiian war chant from Werner Müller from the album Hawaiian Swing.
It's it's very swingy and, and jazzy. Jazzy, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I completely forgot about him. Yeah. You know what might might also be uh, interesting to bring up on this program for you is the concept of the German word Gemütlichkeit. I I'm, don't think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I do my best. Gemütlichkeit. Okay. It's a word used to convey the idea of a state or feeling of warmth, friendliness, and good cheer. Other qualities encompassed by the term include coziness and a peace of mind, a sense of belonging and well-being springing from social acceptance. It kind of sounds very similar to aloha. Yeah. Gemütlichkeit. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know what's interesting, too, in, in trying to research this music is so many little factoids that come up with the relationship of Germany and Hawaii, such as yes. Heinrich, Heinrich Zimmerman, who sailed with Captain Cook. Did you read about that? Yes. Yes. He discovered when Captain Cook landed in Hawaii in 1778, there was a German named Heinrich Zimmerman. He published his own journals three years before Captain Cook's official English version was released. And this um, sparked an interest in the distant Sandwich Isles among the German peoples. Yes, and and then there's also Heinrich Berger. Wasn't he the Prussian composer of the Kingdom of Hawaii's anthem? Yes, yes. He, um, from what I found on him, he uh, was... It says he was on loan from the Prussian king, whatever that means, to the Hawaiian king at the time uh, in, uh, it looks like, 1872, in which the um, king Kalakaua, I hope I said that right, um, he asked Berger to compose music in honor of the prior king, which was King Kamehameha, and he adapted the melody for, okay, I'm going to destroy this again, Heil der im Siegerkranz. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, which apparently was borrowed for uh, to for the the melody was borrowed for God Save the Queen and My Country Tis of Thee. So those are actually German melodies, and that tune actually became the royal anthem of Hawaii, and then later is now the state song of Hawaii called Hawaii Pono. Pono E. There you go. It was written by a German. Fascinating. There's some deep cultural roots right there. One of the things I found, and I think I mentioned it to you once before, was Toast Hawaii. <laughs> Sounds good. For those of you who don't know what this is, and this was new to me, I had never heard of it. This was a German treat. Not, It's not from Hawaii. This is from Germany. It's called Toast, Ho- Toast Hawaii. And here is... Here's the the recipe. You take toasted white bread, you top it with a slice of ham, you put a pineapple ring on top of the ham, then you top that with basically like a craft single. You bake it really quick till that melts, and then you put a maraschino cherry on top, and you have toast Hawaii. That sounds interesting. The funny thing is, none of those ingredients sound authentically German. When it- the time that I spent in Germany in the 1970s as a kid, there was no white bread to be found unless it was on a military PX uh, store. I don't remember seeing American sliced cheese anywhere. And pineapple, I, I, I never knew pineapple existed in Germany in the 1970s. So that's very interesting. Well, uh, you know, and that that comes to the idea that this probably was an incredibly exotic treat. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where the pineapples would come from into Germany, I'm thinking maybe from Africa. 
And uh, in the 1960s, I don't think there were very many people eating pineapples or oranges or other such, such exotic fruits in Germany. Hmm. So there, there you guys have it. All of you who are listening, you can now make an authentic German treat called Toast Hawaii. I, I mean, you've probably already seen some of this information, but I also find it fascinating that Dr. Wilhelm Hillebrand, a German physician who played an important role in the public health of Hawaii because he was the founding physician of the Queen's Hospital in Honolulu in the 1860s. Not only that, but, but the good doctor traveled uh, on an expedition to the Madeira Islands, 1871. And his letters back to Hawaii suggested importing work, workers from the rocky Atlantic islands where the grape orchards were suffering from a blight. And that's why there's so many Portuguese in Hawaii. Really? See, this is fascinating stuff. And you know, that just led me to another thing which I had was just reading about, and I, I think uh, Mike Skinner and the Caruso Society on Facebook had posted, about Dr. Funk. He was German. That's right. He, he went to Samoa, lived there, married a Samoan woman. He treated the, the, the medically treated Samoans um, and did a lot of connect, uh, collecting of, of artifacts and documenting their life. And his, his archives are... In, in uh, a German museum today, you can see them. And the, the drink was named after him, the Dr. Funk. It's a good drink. It is. One of my favorites. Yeah, you can still get a Dr. Funk at Tiki Bars today, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, there's – it's a much – it's a much um, much less tenuous connection than I thought. I know. It's fascinating. But you really have to dig uh... – you really have to dig deep and do some homework to find any of this information. Nobody, nobody talks about it. I couldn't find any proper books on the subject. So there's just little tidbits of information here and there floating around on the internet. Yeah. One of the things I found when I was in Hawaii a couple of years ago, I happened to turn on the TV and it was Hawaiian public radio and they were doing a documentary about Mexicans in Hawaii and they were brought in to be the cowboys for the beef industry on the Big Island. They're called they're called paniolos in Hawaii, which is um, the Hawaiian sort of bastardization of trying to pronounce Spanish. So they call them paniolos, and and there is a, a for real, live, authentic cowboy culture that exists in Hawaii, and it is all derived from the Mexicans came over to help with their overcrowding of cattle on the Big Island. Okay, let's let's just run off some tunes. I'm just gonna do a, a, a set here. Yeah, the Samoa Serenaders. There's some good stuff on that, and that has got a great album cover. The girl with the two pineapples. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go ahead and let's play a couple of tunes by them from their album "Song of the Islands." D D Samoa. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's called Hawaii. Is the name of the album. D Hawaii. Samoa. D Samoa Serenaders, not Die Samoa Serenaders. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that compilation called uh, Song of the Islands, and that mm-hmm. features some, some great tracks, a lot by the Hula Hawaiians, the Bali Hawaiians, the Kialoa Hawaiians. Okay, we'll start off the set with one of my personal favorites, Bali High, which sounds like if this one sounds like if Scooby Doo is in Bali High. Thank you. 
I I have a friend who's German, um, and he was said he grew up with with a rag being called Waschenschlappen. Yeah. And and he thought it was made up. He thought that his mother or his grandparents had made that word up. And he thought, no, that's a real word. Your rag is called a Waschenschlappen. And I thought, well, that's almost pure English right there. <laughs> See, German's not that hard. It isn't. It isn't. You know what I love about some of the German language words is they're so direct. For example, a nurse in Germany is called a Krankenschwester, which means a sick sister. <laughs> the hospital is called the Krankenhaus, which means the sick house. Isn't that great? That's, that's I mean, how better to describe it? <laughs> I got. I, I still have to figure out what, uh, from young Frankenstein, when he's eating dinner and he's having dessert and he says it's some kind of Kirschtorte, Kirschtort. You know, it's some long name that ended with Kirschtort. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I got to look that up, see if it, or if it was made up, you know. Oh, that's funny. A kirsch is a cherry and a tort. You know what a tort is. So yeah, it really does exist. You know, you were talking about Mexico and something that I find interesting is that Germans have a deep connection also in Mexico. I think uh, every significant brewery that exists down there, it was founded by German people. And I think it's interesting that some of these albums have a Hawaiian or tropical theme, but they also include songs like Tequila Hawaiian. <laughs> and then <laughs> and also, of course, the band De Guitaros somehow decided that Los Guitaros would be a better name, so they changed their name to Los Guitaros. The Mexican connection to, to, to Germany is really I mean, you listen to it's um you listen to some of like I don't know what you call it. It's it's not cumbia, but it's it's some of the other music like the Sinaloa music, it's it's a German band. Tuba, you know, with the big drum, the boom. You listen to it, and you, you close your eyes, and if you didn't know, if they weren't singing in Spanish, you'd swear it was Bavarian. I, I just figured that German people are so far away from this stuff, and especially back, you know, in the days, people didn't have much information. I mean, just imagine that everything that it has warm weather, sand, and palm trees, it's probably all one and the same thing to those people of that era. It had to have been like going to the moon for them. Well, yeah, think about it. For us here on the west coast of the mainland, Hawaii is a five-hour flight. So what would it be for those people in, in Europe at that time, especially? It must have been like going to the other side of the moon. That's a great description. And yeah, I mean, you think about it geographically, that's practically literally half the globe away. So you'd have to fly either east through all through Eastern Europe and Asia to get there, or you'd have to go through Western Europe, Atlantic, and then the Western United States to get there. That's, uh, that's, that's incredible. That's a long trip. And speaking of long trips, we've come to the end of another visit here. My Mai Tai is, has been empty for a while. So we've come to the end of another visit here at the Quiet Village. George, it has been really good meeting with you has been good meeting you I guess uh, uh, period and I cannot thank you enough for sending me these tunes I cannot thank you enough Herr Digitiki it's been an honor being on your show I'm glad that you enjoy some of this music and are interested in it thanks for talking story with me yeah so instead of aloha what, what, what should we say Auf Wiedersehen uh, uh, Auf Wiedersehen 
And you are listening to Aloha Oi by De Ping Pongs and Simon Cap Unt Sin Hawaii Orchestra from the album Traumann von der Südsee. I apologize for mutilating the German language, and I hope you guys enjoyed this little trip to Europe um, on the Quiet Village. And until next time, don't just don't just say aloha, live aloha, and I will see you next time. Auf Wiedersehen.